I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources here on Election Day at KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. And as we round things out today and as we officially round out the uh, season here of 2020 campaign, uh, I want to go back to some of the things we've we've talked about uh, over the course of this election cycle. Again, an unprecedented one to be sure because of uh, everything else going on in the world. And I I just want everyone to to just step back a little bit, cast your ballot, make sure your ballot is in, dropped off, or you've shown up at a polling location to make your voice heard, your vote count. And we're here. Uh, the first Tuesday of November has come. And uh, the 2020 election cycle is uh, almost over. Uh, it, it may take uh, some days and maybe even some weeks uh, to count uh, all the ballots and to certify uh, all of those things. But the country's to a point uh, really close here where we can collectively exhale. And a, a very exhausted and very exasperated nation will soon wake up to my favorite Wednesday morning. Uh, because as critical as the first Tuesday is in in November. America's always driven forward by the following Wednesday. And we've seen it this year, the drive to election day, the focus on power, control, winners and losers, uh, all of that often distracts us from the more important conversations and really the more pressing problems in America. There's a lot of them we need to get to. And sadly, both sides of the political aisle have breathlessly declared to us over and over and over again that if their enemies, if their opponents or the other party wins the election and assume control, Armageddon's going to ensue, grandma's going to be pushed off the cliff, our children are going to be doomed to destruction, socialism's on the way, uh, and on and on and on it goes. Uh, that's never proven to be the case in America, by the way. It is time for Wednesday. Uh, many of you know that for the past two election cycles, I have really tried to draw attention to the first Wednesday of November, the day after the election, knowing that all the answers to what ailed this country are not going to be found in Washington, D.C., but they will be found in our homes and in our neighborhoods, in our communities. And amazingly, on that morning, Wednesday morning, citizens in towns and cities across the country, you know what they're going to do? They're going to get up. They're going to go to work. They're going to provide for their loved ones. They're going to start a business. A couple's going to get married. They're going to get children to school. They're going to help a neighbor in need. They're going to volunteer in the community. Uh, they're going to reach out to a friend. And they're going to engage in a free market economy. They're going to be part of institutions of civil society. All of those are the things that have driven American freedom for over two centuries. And we have to remember that. It's as, it's as though a, a lot of, and I admit I can be part of this crowd, the politically obsessed per, crowd, uh, a lot of them, though, have really lost their sense of history. This country has survived fierce division and hotly contested elections in the past, 
And despite the negative chatter and clamor and flailing political consultants and media expert, Wednesday morning always comes in this country. Wednesday morning comes and the country moves on. In fact, the way I like to describe it is that American history is filled with Wednesday mornings, Wednesday morning moments following great wars, social strife, scandals at the highest level of government, terrorist attacks, riots, mass shootings, contested elections. Wednesday morning has always come. And let me tell you why it comes. It comes because the American people make it come with their belief in better days and what comes next in this country. So despite the constant drumbeat, the bemoaning of a uh, deeply divided political America, uh, I'm convinced that the American people are starving for that elevated dialogue. They are looking for inspired ideas. They're, they want hope. They want to, to have belief in heroes and heroines worthy of emulation. Uh, and as always, we can look back in history and get a really clear vision of what we need to do in 2020. This is sort of our version of Wednesday morning. Uh, many of you have heard me talk about Thomas Jefferson, uh, obviously a complicated, complex, inspired, and flawed human being that he was. Uh, but really interesting, his first inaugural address is so instructive in our divisive and our very turmoil-ridden time. President Jefferson won an election that was so nasty and so contentious that there were a lot of people who feared that the race was going to lead to riots, rebellion, and even a revolution. Does that sound familiar to anybody? And then, and then this happened. Uh, in a sign of humility and as a signal to national unity, the report said that Jefferson entered the Senate chamber of the Capitol dressed as an ordinary civilian. Uh, both George Washington and Adams uh, had both worn their ceremonial swords as they took the oath of office as commander-in-chief. Uh, Thomas Jefferson very instructively left the sword at home. And then Jefferson said this. Jefferson said this. He said, all too will bear in mind this sacred principle that though the will of the majority is in all cases to prevail, that will to be rightful must be reasonable, that the minority possesses their equal rights, which equal law must protect. Let us then, fellow citizens, unite. Let us unite with one heart and one mind. Now, of course, unity is, is not conformity. Jefferson recognized that oneness is not sameness in America and that the fledgling constitutional republic was dependent on people disagreeing better, not disagreeing less. He knew that uh, that oneness was found in Wednesday morning, in a Wednesday morning approach to all that united the nation. Uh, Jefferson very eloquently declared to the people, and I love this, every difference of opinion is not a difference of principle. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> every difference of opinion is not a difference of principle. And so I'm challenging everybody to honor the first Wednesday of November this year. I think we should all leave our virtual swords at home. I think every single one of us should lay down our Twitter rants and our verbal assault weapons. We need to stop demonizing those with differing opinions or questioning those uh, the patriotism of those who approached policy or progressed in a little different way than we might. Uh, we need to get there. 
And we have to get there. Because Wednesday morning is coming. And we should really be ready for Wednesday morning. I often reflect on uh, a great Wednesday morning moment uh, with Abraham Lincoln. Uh, the Civil War was truly a, a Tuesday kind of test for the country. You talk about divide, div, division. Uh, America was divided. The fabric of society was tattered, and the future of the nation really seemed to hang in the balance. And then in his very singular Wednesday morning moment on a battlefield at Gettysburg, President Lincoln challenged the living to step boldly and nobly into Wednesday into those Wednesday moments. And we often quote Lincoln, and we talk about those who gave the last full measure of devotion. But you know what we miss? We miss that Lincoln immediately pivoted to Wednesday morning to the future and to each of us. And in the crescendo and cadence of freedom, Lincoln called on our better angel saying, it is for us the living. Then he said that we be here dedicated, that we take increased devotion, and above all, that we here highly resolve. Lincoln knew those that died at Gettysburg had already passed their test. He knew the rest was up to us. And Wednesday morning, on Election Day, I'm here to tell you that Wednesday morning is coming to America. Be part of it. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us today. Go out and see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today. That'll make a difference. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.